Dante? God, you're so right. You're so right. I'm going to take the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to Better Win Green. All right, welcome into another episode of Intentional Lounging brought to you by Better in Green. I am here with Ethan. We do not have our fearless leader, Ben. Uh, he is currently in the hospital. We believe it is a gallbladder infection. Uh, ben, if you're listening or uh, when you listen to this, we hope you're, you are better. Um, we'll be thinking about you. And uh, yeah, show must go on. So me and Ethan are here. Ethan, as always, happy to have you here. Yeah, thinking of Ben today, obviously. Um, couldn't have said it better myself, hoping he's uh, healthy, quick recovery. Uh, but yeah, as you said, show must go on. It is week eight. Um, no breaks over here at Better and Green. So yeah, you and I, we're going to get through it. Um, it will be a little bit of, of an abbreviated show here, um, but we're still going to go through every game. Still going to give out big three picks, squad ride, all that. So looking forward to being here. Can't wait to talk this slate. Yeah, I know, I believe on Monday's live and on uh, last Thursday's episode, you said you were really looking forward to this week's slate. Um, talking quickly before the show, you don't seem to have as much confidence as you did earlier in the week or last week. Yeah, last week's results have swayed some things. <laughs> there were like three or two, four games I was huge on last week. Um, now there's like, I'd say there's still probably three games I'm pretty big on, but some of them I wasn't even thinking about last week. Um, so yeah, I'll be sure to clarify as we get into the games here, which ones I'm talking about, but. Okay. Yeah. I, me, myself, looking at this slate, I kind of love it. And I kind of hate it at the same time. There's a couple plays that I think are obviously going to win, but they're pretty ugly to take. So I'm a little nervous about those, um, especially for my big three. So, uh, I have two of my big three. I have one more that I'm thinking about. So hopefully you can, uh, suede me into the, uh, or push me into the right direction. On a couple of these plays but um yeah let's just get into the big thursday night game not really it's another massive line one of the biggest lines of the weekend we have tampa bay traveling to buffalo uh buffalo is an eight and a half point favorite over under in this game is 43. buffalo coming off a massive loss to embarrassing loss to the patriots last week now are a, i think the same spread i think they're a nine point favorite to the pats now they're an eight and a half point favorite to the bucks who i think the bucks are much better than the patriots so right there is super alarming line for me for that reason i i'm gonna hate myself but i think buffalo is gonna play here i think they bounce back i'm gonna take them at eight and a half and it's disgusting but buffalo is a weird team they blow teams out then lose to teams they don't uh deserve to lose to so i think this is one of the games they blow them out and Kind of love it the more I'm looking at it. Kind of love it. Where are you at? I tend to agree, honestly. <laughs> oh, I tend to agree. Um, it's a huge spread, but yeah, Buffalo off a loss to New England. Um, can't help but think they're maybe looking ahead just a little bit with the short week here. Uh, I mean, it's tough to say. You look past a divisional opponent, especially Bill Belichick. Uh, but I don't know. It's just I did not expect him to lose outright to New England. I had New England spread last week. Um, for the show but yeah did not expect the outright win there but yeah I, I just think I know a lot of people are selling on Buffalo right now I don't think they're that bad I mean I I kind of sold on them earlier in the year bought back in and I'm still kind of bought back into them um, I think they have potential to blow the doors off Tampa honest honestly uh, not huge on Tampa especially offensively so yeah I think Buffalo has enough offense in this game to kind of pull away late um, 
favorite way to look at this would be teaser with Buffalo. Get them down to two and a half. I also um, have a little parlay I'm looking at. Might give it out in the big three. Um, but Buffalo to me is a nice parlay piece, a nice survivor leg this week. If you haven't already used them, I don't see Buffalo losing this game at home um, against Tampa here. So my only concern is they do have Cincinnati on deck. And I believe I could be wrong. That might be Sunday night football next week. Um, however, I just don't feel like they're fully in a spot to look ahead. Um, I, I think they need this win. Not only that, but they have what 11 days. Um before that matchup so they're gonna have time to prep for them so yeah um i'll take buffalo big in this game and i, I would lean over uh i could see this being like 31 13 just squeaking over that over but i think buffalo covers yeah you are correct next week it is buffalo cincinnati finally well we've had a couple good primetime games but uh finally another good primetime game that is next week um but yeah, I I love that score prediction as well. I could even see like a 38 to 3 type of game. So um I do think I agree with you. The over is probably the play. If I am gonna take any sort of total, it's gonna be Buffalo's team total going over because I think they're just gonna, like you said, blow the doors off this one. But yeah, kind of like that play. I was kind of shocked the line was that high. I'm kind of wondering what it was. I think that that's probably what it would have been, even if they won, even if they covered against the Patriots. So now that See, they lost. Too. I thought so they, they were going to get a gift yeah. on that spread. Right. Right. I thought it was going to be like, you know, maybe like five and a half, you know? Me too. Eight and a half. I, I, again, that's probably exactly where it would have been if, I don't know. It's weird to me. So, yeah, kind of like that play a lot. Um, but let's keep moving. The next game, we have the Eagles traveling to the Commanders in the NFC East, I believe. Yes, the NFC East, NFC Beast. Uh, Philly is a six and a half point favorite on the road over under is sitting at 43 and a half. I'll let you go first on this one. Yeah. So I'll start off by saying Washington plus, uh, six was the look ahead line last week. This was the play I was absolutely in love with. Um, now it's six and a half. This is still one that I'm looking at betting Washington on here. Um, my concern is that. So for, I'll just get in why I love it is Philly's off that Sunday night win against Miami before that they're off the loss to the Jets. So that was a big game needed a win there uh, was on Philly that night loved that game. Um, now they have Dallas on deck. So just a big sandwich spot. They just beat Washington, I think three weeks ago. Um, so it just feels like a, a flat spot. They could kind of overlook Washington prepare for Dallas because that is going to be um obviously they'll play each other twice but two huge matchups for philly this year it's probably going to decide the division um my concern is that washington took them to overtime in philly so i just don't know how i don't know I, if philly would have blown them out the first game i would have loved washington here um it just is a little concern that washington played so tight with them but i'm still going to take washington plus six and a half um it's still going to be at least a one unit play for me Last week, it was going to be a two or three unit. Don't know if I have that same confidence, but still going to play Washington plus six and a half. Um, and I look for this one to stay under. Washington just hasn't been too impressive. I think if you're leaning Washington, you're probably leaning under two because they're not going to go toe to toe in a shootout with Philly. Um, and like I said, I think Philly could kind of be looking ahead to Dallas. They just kind of want to get in, get out with a victory and move on. So Washington plus six and a half and under for me. Yeah, I mean, you said it right there. They two, these two teams play in overtime. Uh, Eagles squeaked out, uh, I think that was like two or three weeks ago. So relatively close. Um, 
I agree. I think Washington is the play here. I'm a little nervous because you're not getting a touchdown spread. You're getting that six and a half. So unfortunately, uh, you do not have the hook here. That is worrisome, but it's back at Washington. I think Washington has the thought process that they competed with them at Philly, that they can now compete with them or even win at home. So I think they're going to go in with that mentality. And as you said, Eagles are kind of smushed in a bad scheduling spot at the moment. So, um, yeah, I, I'm a little worried that Eagles are going to have a little revenge. This say, hey, let's blow this team out. They're not very good. You know, let's just blow them out, not take it to overtime like last game. So I'm a little worried about that. But I think Washington's just good enough to hang in there. Um, and I agree, the under is probably the play. 43 and a half, divisional game. Washington, as I have a whole lot going, we've seen the Eagles struggle uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, so I, yeah, I'll lean the under, but uh, like Washington as well in that game. One last thing I'll say on that game. Um, you did mention the six and a half point spread, which obviously I would love to get a seven, but I do think public will look at that and like, oh, Eagles by a touchdown. Right. Let's hammer it. Um, so I do like it for that reason that it has moved to seven. Makes me feel a little bit better on Washington. And then other thing I will say is we've talked about Philly's schedule a lot, but um, and I've kind of mentioned that breather game, but this does feel like a breather game. Uh, sandwich between Miami, Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas again, and Seattle. So really the last like quote unquote easy game for them um, in the coming weeks. So yeah, we'll see, but I do like Washington. Yeah. That's a gauntlet. That's an absolute gauntlet. <laughs> I don't know uh, if I've seen a worse NFL schedule in my life. Yeah. Definitely not the lions. That's pretty much a cakewalk from now for, for Detroit, but we'll get right. into them later. Uh, to me, the most surprising line of the weekend may, well, one of the more surprising lines, we have the Patriots traveling to Miami Miami is a nine and a half point favorite at home over under sitting at 47. Now we just talked about new England when we were talking about the Buffalo game, they beat Buffalo yet. They're still a nine and a half point favorite on the road against Miami. I understand that public like me is going to be looking at that and said, Hey, maybe Patriots aren't that bad. Um, but I think it's a little, you know, they're playing at home There's a, they're in the same division as Buffalo, right? Yeah. Yep. Same divisional opponent. They play these teams twice a year. Belichick pretty much knows Buffalo by heart, knows what their, their coach, what they're going to play, what they're going to call. So, oh, and Miami's in this, aren't they though? So that, that's the same thing. So to me, it, it's a, it's a high line like Miami. Yes. Miami's good. We saw Miami struggle at times. I don't know. It's not too high of a line. I might just be riding the Patriots right now after last or before last week, I said, I would never bet them again. Of course, that week they go on and beat Buffalo. But I'm going to bet them again. I'm going to take my, um, the Pats plus nine and a half on the road. I think they figure it out. I think they figure it out. I'm very terrified of Miami, but um, I think they figure it out. And I like the under 47. I think it's just too many points. Um, Miami, if Miami wins this game or sorry, if the Patriots win this game or cover this game, it's going to be by stopping Miami. So there's no way it's going to go over and the Pats to win. Uh, so you can I guess you're going to take both. You're guaranteed one winner, in my opinion. So um, I'm going to take the under, but uh, kind of love the Patriots plus nine and a half. Yeah, this was a game I absolutely loved last week. Uh, look ahead lines, New England plus 13. I thought Buffalo would get the job done. Um, thought maybe this would move to 14. Thought there was even a slight chance Miami was going to be Philly. I mean, who knows where that could have gone. This could have been 16 and a half uh, if Miami – beat Philly and if uh, Buffalo covered against New England last week but now we sit nine and a half and I've completely flipped I'm on Miami in this game uh, Miami beats up on the week and can't beat the good teams so I think they uh, probably do pull away in this game um, after their first loss of the season I'm blanking on who oh Buffalo 
um, I believe they came out and blew the doors off whoever they played next. Um, it was a weaker opponent, Giants maybe. Um, but yeah, I kind of see it similar here. Like you said, they already played. Miami did win 24-17. Um, but yeah, I just think it's kind of a get-right spot um, for Miami after that loss. Just don't see them taking um, this game for granted. It is at home. I think we're getting some added value with the New England win. Um, so yeah, I'll lay it here with Miami. I really wish things would have gone different. I was going to hammer New England this week at like plus 14, but um, yeah. The one concern with Miami is they do have Kansas City on deck. Um, actually, that is that the Sunday night game? No, Sunday night is your uh, Bills. It is the Bills? Okay. Yep. Is, is that primetime, Kansas City, Miami? No, that's um Germany. That's the Germany yeah, game. Yeah, 9.30 so a.m. Yep. That's a tough travel spot. Um, but yeah. I don't love this game enough to bet it at this point, but lean Miami. I also lean the under as well. Like I said, it was 24-17, so 41 points week in the first matchup. Um, see something similar in there, low 40s. Yeah, pretty ugly game. Um, I probably won't bet it, but hopefully the Pats can pull it out uh, because I do have the Bills to win that division. Need a couple losses from, uh, from Miami there. Next, a battle of two New York juggernauts. The Jets are facing the Giants at the Giants. Uh, do they play at the same stadium? Mm-hmm. Same stadium, so it doesn't really matter. Um, Jets are a three-point favorite, technically on the road. Over-under is a whopping 36.5 points. Take it away. Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm going to lean the Jets. My lean is on the Jets. I think they're better. They're off the bye. Um although I don't like playing on teams who had momentum going into their bye week. Cause I think it kind of holds that momentum and they did with that win over Philly. Um, but I just think there's a little bit too much value on New York with that win over Washington last week. I think New York is still really bad. Um, yeah, no real great feeling on the side here. I just think, I think the jets defense can get to Daniel Jones, like Seattle's defense did um, really cause issues. I like the under so low. I probably won't bet it, but um, yeah, I just think, the Jets defense could just wreak havoc on this offense of the Giants. Giants haven't been able to put up points all season long. Um, they had that one half where they put up 31 against Arizona. Other than that, I think it's been under 20 all year. Um, and the Jets don't have a prolific offense either. So lean under, lean Jets. Don't love it. Yeah, I'm going to cross out one of my original thoughts on here. Again, sometimes I just change on the show. That Sometimes it's how I do it. But love the under as well. That was not my play on here. Love the under. 36 and a half. I think this is going to be like, I don't know, 10 to 13 type of game. Very low scoring. I'm actually, I was originally on the Giants. The more I'm thinking about it, I do kind of like the Jets. I understand, like you just said, they're, you know, had a couple wins, went on to the bye week. That kind of sucks. The Giants, I believe, won last week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think Tyra, I kind of hope Tyra Taylor is still playing for the sake of uh, New York because Danny Dimes is not the guy. But yeah, I think the Jets are the better team. I still think they find a way to, you know, keep having success even after the buy. So I'm going to take the Jets here. Again, it's going to be a super low scoring game. So I could very well see this covering or closing right at three points. Um, but I do think the Jets squeeze it out in a barn burner of a low scoring game. Barn burner of, of punts is what I'll call that game. Um, <laughs> we also, is that, I don't think so. Cause I kind of, I'm, I'm excited for the battle of New York. So I'm not going to classify that as puke in the mouth. However, this next game, maybe, I don't know. We can talk about it, but this next game might be one of those puke in the mouth games. 
Uh, actually, probably not because we're both NFC North guys. But uh, we have the Vikings traveling to Green Bay. The Vikings are only a one-point favorite over under is 43. Now, Ethan, why do you think it's just one point here? Obviously, the Vikings, they just beat San Fran on Monday Night Football. Big win. Um, I did flip from San Fran to Minnesota, so I was happy with the outcome. But just one point favorite to Green Bay. I know it's at Lambeau. It's a tough place to play, but that just seems too easy for me. I feel like Minnesota should be like minus at least two and a half to three after that win. Yeah, I think it's uh, Green Bay plus one because Green Bay is the side. Green Bay is going to win the game outright. Uh, and I actually like this game quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, Minnesota beat San Francisco. So my first inclination always is going to be the fade. Um, Green Bay lost to Denver. That's <laughs> kind of getting me to play on. Um, yeah, I mean, Green Bay hasn't looked too impressive, but I think their defense will keep them in this game and has kept them in uh, a lot of games this year. Um, Minnesota looked really impressive against San Fran, but San Fran's had their troubles. Uh, you know, their, their past defense is, I, I won't say weak, but, um, it's the weakness on the 49ers team. And Kirk Cousins was able to exploit that. He's not going to have the same success this week. They're still without Justin Jefferson. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to, able to establish a run game. They just gave up on the run game against San Francisco. I was texting my buddy. I was like, I've never seen a team up passing the ball every play to burn the yeah. clock. And that's exactly what Minnesota is doing. It was crazy. Um, I'm shopping Alexander Madison. And if anyone in my fantasy league wants him, you can have him. I'm done with that guy. Um, but yeah, I think Green Bay is the complete right side here. Um, I think their defense is better than Minnesota. Like I said, I just don't think Minnesota is going to have that passing success they did against uh, San Fran. And the line is fishy as hell. So yeah, give me Green Bay plus one money line. I'll take both all day. Um, total 43. I'm going to lean under just because I think kind of same thing. I don't think Green Bay is going to go toe-to-toe scoring with Minnesota. Um, no great feeling on that total, but I do love Green Bay. Well, thankfully we're on the same boat here because I think Green Bay is absolutely the right play. There's no way in hell that Vegas throws out that line and it's not Green Bay. So Green Bay is winning this game hands down. It's to me, my favorite play of the weekend because it's so obvious to read. Minnesota should be a much bigger favorite, even on the road. So I love Green Bay. You just said it. they lost to one of the worst teams in the league, Denver. Minnesota beat probably the best team in the league. Why is Green Bay only a one point dog? It doesn't make any sense. Green Bay is such an obvious play. So I do like it. It is my most favorite, my most confident play of the weekend. Over under, I have no play. I'm not going to touch it. I would as well lean the under just because NFC North games historically have gone under um, when they play each other. So love Green Bay. It's my favorite play of the game, or favorite play of the slate. And again, it's just so obvious to me to read this one. There's another one that's almost as obvious that I do have as my second favorite play. That's coming up. But this one is my favorite play of the weekend, hands down. I love it. (laughs) I love it. It's going to be one of those where I'll probably have seven tweets during the game of just pure emotion. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, it was so obviously the Vikings. And then all of a sudden, the Green Bay comes clawing back. You're probably going to tweet out your Green Bay money line's a loss after the first quarter. Well, yeah, I'll get the reverse jinx in. It'll rip my heartstrings out for three hours. And then the dust will settle. I'll be like, huh, they won. (laughs) I love it. If you're not following Ethan on Twitter, you got to check out you can see inside of his brain while he sends out these <laughs> tweets. It's, it's pretty comical. 
Um, you should see it from my side because there's about probably 70% of the tweets I write up I don't send out. So <laughs> Good, good. Next up, we have the Rams traveling to the Cowboys. Cowboys are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under is 45. I'll give it to you first since you are the Cowboys guy, even though Dallas sucks. This line's, Dallas sucks, and this line scares the hell out of me. Uh, honestly, just hope Dallas wins the game for my win total. Um, I'm going to lean the Rams plus the points here. I think kind of the same thing as the Philly game. It's like, ah, oh, Dallas at home just has to win by a touchdown. L.A. just lost to the Steelers, who has no offense. Um, yeah, I just think it's too too easy on Dallas here. Um, however, I do like Dallas off the bye, coming off the uh, loss to San Francisco. Um, I think they probably use that bye in a good way to kind of get healthy, get prepped. Um, so I probably won't be touching this game. I'll just be rooting for Dallas to win the game straight up. Um, I'd be cautious taking Dallas and Moneyline parlays or teasers this week um, for Survivor for that matter. It wouldn't shock me at all if L.A. wins the game outright. But, um, yeah, also Dallas has Philly on deck. So, huge game coming up. Um, probably a good buy spot for them this past weekend. But, yeah, lean uh, L.A. plus the points here over under. Um, I'm going to lean under. I, just, I think Dallas has potential offensively, but they just don't really put it together um in like these big shootout type of games so i'll lean under here um but yeah hoping dallas just wins the game yeah this is a tough one for me uh, i've been back and forth on this one i have the rams written down right now um at the plus six and a half rams are playing pretty bad ball at the moment they just lost to pittsburgh i believe straight up as a three-point favorite dallas as you just said is coming off a bye Rams are just playing bad ball. Dallas has time to figure out their kinks and stuff and, and what's going on with that bye week. So I think Dallas wins it. I think the Rams kind of figure it out, though. It's going to be a, it's a tough game for them. It's a tough game to figure out playing up against one of the most uh, highest scoring defense, I think, in fantasy. Um, the Cowboys D. I think they have like four or five pick sixes or touchdowns on the air. So definitely a tough game for Stafford and the Rams to start to figure it out. But I think they hang in there. I think this could be like a five point game. Um, so I'll take Rams plus six and a half. I have faith this could possibly get to seven points. Um, I'm hoping if it does get anything over seven, seven and a half, I'll definitely jump on it. But my big lean right now is the Rams plus six and a half. Over under, I'm actually going to go with the over here, and I don't love it. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I like 25 to 20 is like where my head is at this game. And it's probably a little square to say that because that's exactly what the total is. And it's pretty close to the spread as well. But I think it's going to be like four or five point game in the 20s for both teams. So I would lean the over. Don't love it uh, either. But yeah, if the Rams get up to a seven point um, dog, I'm taking that for sure. Next uh, disgusting game between the Falcons and the Titans. Titans are at home. Titans are a three point home dog. Over under is the lowest of the week, I believe. Maybe the lowest of the year. 36 points. Am I? Is that wrong? I don't think so. Yeah, it's pretty pretty damn low. 36 points. You heard that correctly. Again, this is recorded on Wednesday, so the line might move a little bit. But 36 points is the total in this game. I just talked for a little bit. I'll let you go once again between these two stinkers of teams. Well, you do like the – you're the Falcons guy. I am the Falcons guy. Um, and this had major potential for puke in the mouth game of the week. However, it's not going to be. Um because Tennessee's rolling out Will Levis this week as their starting quarterback. Really? Not only that, but they're uh, doing a little switcherooski with Malika Willis. It's going to be both of them. 
uh, in and out. So I like Tennessee plus the points. Atlanta's not going to know what the hell they need to prep for this week defensively. Um, yeah, like I said, it's probably going to be Levis to start, but they have no film on Levis. Um, limited film on Willis. Who knows what they're going to do with both of them. I could see both guys on the field at the same time, kind of like a Taysom Hill type situation. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by Tennessee this week. Part of me actually wants to watch this game uh, just to see what they do offensively. But, yeah, I'll take Tennessee just because I injured player theory. Um, not that we're getting much added value because I don't think Levis or Willis are much of a drop-off from Tannehill. Um, but, yeah, I just think it's going to be interesting. And I just don't think Atlanta is really going to know what to prep for defensively. So, yeah, give me Tennessee plus the points. I actually like it quite a bit. Um, and I kind of like the under. Um, Atlanta's been just a dead nuts under team. I mentioned a couple weeks ago, they're actually six and one to the under on the year, which does make me nervous. Um, either this game or probably next game is going to go over for Atlanta. I just have a feeling, but yeah, with the uncertainty at quarterback and I mean, I think they'll be able to do some things offensively, um, with Levis and Willis, but there's a chance they don't too. So I don't know. I'd lean under favorite place, Tennessee plus three. Well, I'm a little embarrassed to say this because I was not aware that they were making a quarterback change. So a little embarrassed. I came ill-prepared. Originally had Atlanta, but I am I allowed to flip? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm flipping. I'm flipping to Tennessee here. I love it. I love it. Bunch of hooligans at quarterback for uh, the Titans. Sounds like something, like you said, fun to watch. Uh, no idea what they're going to do. So I'm going to take the Titans as well. I'll be rooting for it. I don't mind Levis, even though I it loved watching him cry on draft night. I'm following, falling all the way <laughs> to the second second round. I love that. But um, yeah, I'll be, I mean, I'll be rooting for him. And, you know, Tyrod Taylor figured it out on the Giants, you know, coming in. I think this little two-team tandem will, will keep it competitive. So I don't know if they're going to win it, but I'll, I'll flip take the Titans plus three at the 36. I already took one under at 36 and a half. I'm going to take the over of this 36. Uh, kind of just rooting again for that little uh, QB tandem. And like you said, Falcons are due to explode one of these games, but probably not. But who knows with this Falcons team? Um, so I'll take, I'll, I'll lean the over in that, but yeah, kind of, I'm going to flip the Tennessee just for the circus we're going to watch. So yeah, thank you for bringing that up. And I need to be better because I was not made aware of that uh, QB change there. Yeah, I think Tannehill has an ankle injury, okay. which is yeah. So I think he is still the starter in Tennessee. He's just out this week. Okay, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Next up, we have Jacksonville traveling to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a two and a half point dog at home. Over under is forty two. I'm gonna have to go with Pittsburgh on this one again. Pittsburgh. We make fun of Pittsburgh quite a bit. They're almost similar to those Chicago fans, except Pittsburgh somehow finds ways to win that I don't know how they do. Chicago does not find ways to win unless they have a Division II quarterback starting. So I'm going to go Pittsburgh at home plus two and a half. I think their defense makes um, Lawrence's life hell. I think the defense could possibly – I mean, Lawrence throws a bunch of picks anyways, especially this year, so I think they could get a pick six in there, maybe a strip sack fumble we saw in his one London game have like three or four um, sack fumbles. Um, so I think the, the Steelers are going to get after them. So I'll take them happily at the plus two and a half. I don't think this line is going to get up to three. I honestly think it's going to go more in favor of Pittsburgh. So if you want the two and a half right now, I would suggest hopping on that. At least that's my thought process. But I think Pittsburgh wins it outright. Over under 42. I'll go the under. Um, I, just, I think it's going to be like a yeah 19 to 10. 
game. I, I don't know. I think Pittsburgh's going to get it done. I think Jacksonville is going to really struggle. I, I am not playing Ridley or Trevor Lawrence this week in fantasy. Don't have any faith in them. Ridley has also become almost a non-factor after two hot weeks in fantasy. So, yeah, I, I think Jacksonville has a whole bunch of troubles this game, and I think Pittsburgh wins it on the money line. I tend to agree, uh, but, God, I don't know. If you can handicap a Pittsburgh game, you're better than I because I just cannot. Um, I just need to keep my money off games that Pittsburgh is involved in. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I lean Pittsburgh. Their offense looked a lot better against L.A. after their bye week, so maybe they figured some things out. Um, and if they did figure out their offense, they should be a pretty decent team because, like you said, their defense is already pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I'll lean Pittsburgh plus the two and a half. Not only that, I have Jacksonville to win the division. I know you do as well. And there's always, whenever I bet those futures, there's always one game that kind of sneaks up on you and they lose it. And it's like, damn it, that could be the one that, like, you look back on. I feel like it could be this Pittsburgh game here. So, yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh plus the two and a half. Don't hate them in a teaser as well, uh, especially with the total being low at 42, although it's not my favorite teaser leg out there. Um, Jacksonville is kind of in a weird spot. They're off a Thursday night game and then have a buy on deck. So, they're literally playing what one game in like 21 days or something like that my math could be off on that but it, it kind of just reminds me like you know you have a huge break from work or like school and then you just have to go back for like a quick little bloop just show up get out of there and continue your break so yeah i don't know if we'll see quite the motivation from jacksonville um pittsburgh on the other hand they have a thursday night game on deck so short week for them um, they might want to continue that momentum with LA, get the win here, and then go try to win the third game in a row on the short week. Yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh plus two and a half um, and money line as well, just like you. And then I'll lean uh, under here as well. I could see like 24-17 getting right there to that low 40s, but not quite going over 42. Yeah, I don't know. I just It feels like a Pittsburgh game. I was on Pittsburgh last week, so I don't know if I'm riding the Pittsburgh high at the moment. Um, had their on the money line last week too, which was super nice. Uh, so I mean, I think I'm, I'm a little too high on pit, but I do think they get it done at home. So, um, it's not my, my most confident play, but I, I will most likely be betting that, um, next, I know this game was probably circled on a lot of people's schedule because it's going to be a massive game. So very excited for this one. The powerhouses of Houston travel to the undefeated, um, in wins, Carolina Panthers, <laughs> Texans are minus three on the road over under is set up 43 and a half. What do you got in this week eight Super Bowl game? Puke in the mouth game of the week. <laughs> you think I'm, gonna vomit? I'm sure you could have seen that coming. <laughs> um, and what's even grosser is Carolina plus three That's <laughs> going on my card this week. It's oh disgusting. man, disgusting! Both teams off. I mean, first of all, it's the two first quarterbacks drafted, two rookie quarterbacks, both off a bye. It's like just an extremely similar matchup here. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think Carolina. They're not going to go zero and seventeen. Probably, maybe they will. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. At home, off the bye, it just feels like plus three is somewhat of a weird line. Houston has looked decent with Stroud. Uh, did he finally throw his first pick? I think he has one on the year. I, he does have one, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but Stroud's look good. They've won a lot of games that I don't think people thought they would. So I'll take a shot on the plus three. I'm not going to probably bet it, 
Uh, but yeah, for the graphic, give me Carolina plus the three, under 43 and a half. I don't even know how it's that high. This should be in the 36 <laughs> range. Yeah. I mean, that is nuts. Uh, yeah, give me the under Carolina plus three. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think Carolina's had one over this year in the 40s or one total in the 40s. So, yeah, it's kind of weird that it's that high, which is definitely a little worrisome. Maybe they're thinking yeah. a bunch of rookie quarterbacks, but I unfortunately going to have to go Houston here. I, I like the thought process of the Panthers because they have to win one of these games, right? That's extremely hard nowadays to go 0 and 17. Has it been done? I don't think so. The Browns did it when they was 0-16. Lions did 0-16. Okay, no one's ever done 0-17 um, since we added a game a couple years ago. So I agree. I don't think they're going to go defeated. I, this is a winnable game for them. But I think a lot of people think that I think the Texans are going are gonna to get it done. C.J. Stroud, I've been dissing that guy. Obviously, I'm a Michigan fan. I hate Ohio State. But dissing him in college. been dissing him in the NFL. Uh, he's actually been playing pretty well. He has one pick on the year still through eight weeks. It's pretty impressive. Um, so I think he's going to have success. Panthers are miserable on both sides of the ball. Um, this should be a game where CJ um, continues to kind of roll what, what he's doing right now. So I'll take the uh, Texans minus three. We'll not be betting this because I don't care to watch this game at all. Um, lean the under, obviously, because who wouldn't with a brain that's operating and works. Um, so I lean the under and, uh, and Texas minus three. Not going to bet it because it is. And I just wrote these initials down. It's the Pim Gal puke in the mouth game of the week. So <laughs> it's the Pim Gal. Uh, disgusting. I've changed my position here. Okay. Carolina money line all day. Love it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Clip it. I love it. Carolina is getting off the schneid. They're one and six after week eight. Book it. Wow. Okay. You heard it here. You heard it here. <laughs> I, all it Gross. took was me explaining my thought process to throw Ethan <laughs> even more onto the Panthers. So. Um, I hope uh, Ben gets that gallbladder taken care of. <laughs> he might really be puking after seeing that. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Uh, next, kind of similar to that Green Bay game, in my opinion, we have the Saints-Colts. The Colts are a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Over-under is 43-and-a-half. What's your thoughts? First of all, when I'm on my deathbed, when I'm like 62 years old, uh, the Colts will be 62? Yeah. The Colts young, have, young death. Yes. They have shortened my lifespan by okay. a lot. Um, yeah. I don't know why I'm like just madly in love with betting the Colts. I don't know. It's been for like last four years when they haven't been good. Like ever since Andrew Luck was gone, I just have this weird infatuation with backing the Colts. And uh, it's always a mad sweat. But yeah, this week. I cannot back the Colts again. I think I'm going to jump ship. I think I'm going to try New Orleans. Don't love it either way here. Um, but New Orleans with the extra rest off the Thursday night loss. I still think New Orleans is, uh, I mean, they're mid. Got to say that for Ben here. But I don't. they should be good. They should be a lot better than what they are. Um, yeah, I just something's telling me New Orleans gets it done here. I liked New Orleans against Jacksonville. They couldn't quite win that game. But I do think Jacksonville is better than Indy is. They added rest here. Um, so, yeah, I lean New Orleans plus one and a half. Probably take them on the money line. I think they win this game outright. I uh, won't be betting this one. I'm happy taking a week off being on an Indianapolis game. Um, but, yeah, lean New Orleans. And then for the over-under, um, the culture is sailing over the total. And New Orleans just had their first over in their last 12 games. So, kind of uh, two worlds colliding here. And I'm going to lean for New Orleans 
to go back to their under ways. I think under is the play in this game. I realized when I said the lines in this game, I was wrong. It's actually the Saints who are the favorites. Uh, I believe minus one and a half. Colts are the underdog at home. I believe that's correct. The Colts are the dogs? Colts are now, well, on my on my paper here, I had the Colts at minus one and a half, and I'm just on DraftKings now, and then they're at plus one now. I'm seeing the exact same thing. So I, I, so I thought that I, I wrote the side on the wrong team, but maybe it just moved. It moved. It moved two points. I have points. the same thing. I have Indy minus one and a half okay. from like a handful of hours ago. Okay. So it just jumped two points as we're speaking. Give me New Orleans. <laughs> oh, shit. That's big money coming in. Ah, oh, crap it is, isn't it? It's got to be. No Joe Schmo is betting uh, New Orleans at, what is it, 4 o'clock on a Wednesday? 5 o'clock on a Wednesday? God, you're so right. You're so right. I'm going to take the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason is... My fantasy team that is one in six. Guess who's my new starting quarterback this week? Minshew Magic, baby. Full Minshew. Fu Minshew is the quarterback. Uh, again, I'm a terrible fantasy owner. Uh, it only makes sense to jump on the guy that scored 34 points last week. Might as well start him this week. What could go wrong? He's going to score 34 again, right? Probably not. But for the sake of my fantasy team, give me those Colts. Give me Minshew to run train. And, uh, Chris Olave, is he is he playing? Did he get arrested? Reckless driving? There's no he suspension with that, man. What? <laughs> Did you see that video of him getting yeah. arrested? Yeah. Oh yeah. Play for the Saints. And the guy's and? like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what what his ordeal is. Um, I'm guessing he will be playing, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like drugs, or he didn't kill anyone, or he wasn't drunk. I don't believe so. No. Um, I think it's just a reckless speeding ticket. But, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, 5 o'clock on a Wednesday, massive sharp money coming on the Saints. Give me the, give me the Colts. Uh, next, next game, pretty gross game, gross line. Not really sure what's going on with this one team. We have Cleveland on the road against Seattle. Seattle's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Over, under is 38. Is Watson done? Is that the, is that the worst signing of – our lifetime, 200 and some million to play five games. Horrible. Horrible. And it was writing on the wall. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, it's too bad for him that he got into all that trouble and had to miss all the time because he was a real talent his first year. Uh, but, yeah, not good. I don't even know. Is he playing this week? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't he know. Is. He went off the field last week like he's dead. So yeah. I'm not not entirely sure. I kind of hope he doesn't play because I do have Cleveland in this game. And Cleveland has been hanging around there because of their defense. Their defense is phenomenal. I think are they, I think I can call them the number one defense in the NFL. I think I know a lot of people want the Cowboys, a lot of people want the Niners, but the um the Browns in regards to fantasy, I think are the number one defense. They score almost every week. They unlike last week, they allowed the, the Colts to have 30 something points on them, but still racked up 20 fantasy points. Like this is this is a high-powered um, defense, and they can have kind of whoever they want at quarterback. Hopefully it's not DTR because the one game that he did play was not very successful. Um, I forget who who came in after Watson went out. What was his name? P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker, yeah, yeah. The uh, Canadian Football League hero. 
Um, kind of hope he XFL. starts. XFL, right. Sorry, XFL. Kind of hope he starts because um, I am, again, I'm taking Cleveland. I think they, I don't know. I could take about plus three and a half. I think the Seahawks could possibly win by three last second field goal or, you know, win by three or two. So I'll take Cleveland with the hook at plus three and a half. Kind of like it a lot. Love the under at 38 in this game. I hate this game. Um, <laughs> first of all, those lines are up to date. DraftKings lines right now. Okay. Yeah. 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 Seattle was minus three. The over under was 39 and a half. So okay. big movement on that total. Um, I honestly don't know. I, I would lean Seattle, but I'm seeing 84% of the money is coming in on Seattle, which scares me. Um, and that would make sense with that half point move there. I kind of thought a lot of the public would be on Cleveland this week with their win over San Fran. And then they're um, putting up 39 points in a win against Indy. However, maybe San Fran losing um, made people look at Cleveland is not quite as good as what they thought. I'm going to side with the public. I don't care. I'm going to try Seattle minus the three and a half. Um, gosh, I don't like this three and a half now, but I'll stick to it. Um, yeah, I just, if it's PJ Walker again, I just, I think he's had success. Um, you know, against San Francisco, it was a tough spot for him. Then he wasn't supposed to start or supposed to play this past week, came in for most of the game. Um, kind of caught Indy sleeping. They were prepared to play Watson, had to play him. So, I, I think with a full week to prepare for Walker, Seattle will be able to figure him out. So I'll lean Seattle here. Um, the under seems like it's getting hit by sharp money as well. I'll follow that. I'll take the the under 38. No real strong lean there. And then quick, kind of funny story about PJ Walker. Uh, me and two buddies, we had a future on the Houston Roughnecks to win that inaugural XFL season. Or not inaugural, but the, the first season that they brought it back. And PJ had us... Uh, at like five and zero or six and zero, they're riding, and then stupid COVID took it away. Never got our bet refunded. So, um, really? yeah, ridiculous. Right. But big PJ Walker fan before his NFL career. Coward. So it's damn sports books. I know it. A rematch of two teams I think played two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Uh, the Chiefs are traveling to Denver now. Chiefs are a seven point favorite on the road. Over under forty six. I know he, I believe you talked about this game briefly a couple uh, last episode or, or a week ago. And I believe if I wasn't mistaken, you kind of like the Broncos. Yep. Okay. I am going to take the chiefs at the minus seven. Um, I also just acquired Travis Kelsey in my other fantasy league and he did phenomenal. So I'm a big chiefs guy now, big Kelsey guy now. And most importantly, I'm a Swifty, but <laughs> I think the chiefs get it done minus seven. The other game was pretty ugly. I think it was 19 to 12 or it was a weird game, something like that. 19 to eight. They won by 11, 19 to eight. Yeah. Something gross like that. But I think the Chiefs get it done. Uh, I just hate, I I say it every week. I just don't like Denver. Don't like Russell Wilson. Don't like their coach. Forget his name. Sean Payton. Don't like him. So as a new uh, Chiefs, Kelsey and Swift fan, give me the Chiefs to cover a touchdown. I'm taking Denver plus a seven. Um, kind of kicking myself. This was another one I really liked. Um, and really the only one I still liked after this past week's results. Um, but yeah, like you said, quick turnaround game here, Kansas city just won by 11, um, on Thursday night football two weeks ago. So yeah, obviously divisional opponents, um, very familiar with each other tough spot for Kansas city, which is the main reason why I like Denver. They're off the divisional win against the chargers who often give them troubles. And they had Denver before that. So two straight divisional games before a third. Then they have to travel to Germany to take on Miami. 
It's going to be uh, up and down, offensively packed game probably. Um, and I think there's just you know they just beat Denver like ten days ago. They're like, okay, we just got to do it again. Uh, we'll go in there and then we'll get ready for Miami overseas. So just think it's a tough spot. Denver's off the win, built some confidence against Green Bay this past week. They have a bye on deck. Um, so they're focused, turning the ship around um, a little bit here. So, yeah, I, I like Denver. If you can get them a touchdown or better, um, like that quite a bit. This is bouncing between seven and eight right now. I hope it goes back up to like eight, eight and a half. Um, but, yeah, I think if you can get them seven or higher, you're probably in a good place with them. So, yeah, Denver plus seven. Um, and I'll lean under here. I just think Kansas City, get in, get out with a win is their mindset. They're not going to try to rump the score. Um Denver's defense sucks. Their offense is decent, so it kind of screams over. But like you said, the first game was ugly, stayed well under the total. Uh, I think this one stays under, too. Yeah, if you're new to the show or relatively new to the show, uh, you can kind of see our different betting patterns. Uh, sometimes we both agree on uh, on traps-ish or you know sharp plays. But I am a very impulse better, if you can't tell yet. I just said I'm betting Kansas City simply because I have Travis Kelsey now. Ethan definitely looks at the look-ahead spots, the schedules, the matchups. So there we defer, defer a little bit. I will say, as a fantasy owner of Kelsey, I'm super excited this week because when they played Denver two weeks ago, they decided not to guard the best player on the field at all. I think Kelsey had eight or nine catches at half. I did have his under and catches at, in that game at six and a half. That was, I think, broken in the first quarter. So looking forward to this game for Travis Kelsey. I think he's going to have a uh, another big game three weeks in a row now. But, uh, yeah, so just a little difference in betting. You're getting everything on the show. And an impulse better, reasoning on worse bets, and then a methodical um, schedule, uh, look-ahead spot better, and Ethan, for the most part. I mean, obviously, we, we're different – or we agree on, on a lot of things and look at things right. in the same way, but just a kind of different uh, different ways to look at games. Uh, I also, uh, it is statistically proven Travis Kelsey's stats are better with uh, Swift in attendance. So maybe make your your lineup um, or whether he's in your starting lineup based on Swift in attendance. Will she? I don't. I don't know if she's loved in Germany. Will she go to Germany? Maybe she has Not a concert sure. there or something. <laughs> that, Not sure. We'll, we'll have to keep you guys updated on a Swift's flight path. Um, <laughs> yeah. A pretty gross game. I think the line is a little messed up here. We have the Ravens who are an eight-point favorite on the road against the Cardinals over-under sitting at 44. I say that about the line because Ravens destroyed the Lions. Uh, Ethan's tweeted about it. I have a little bit different take. Lions were in a bad spot, um, Ethan's tweet. I thought the Lions got exposed a little bit just because, yes, I still think they're a great team. They're just – not as good as we think they are, in my opinion. They kind of have had an easy schedule, and then they played one tough opponent. It was a bad scheduling spot, I agree, but got exposed a little bit. I think that line is – obviously, they're playing the Cardinals, who are not great. I think the Cardinals have one win on the year. But eight points, I would be excited to see what that line would be if it was a closer game in Detroit. I don't know if it would be eight still or if it moved down to, you know, six and a half, seven. But – Eight seems a little high. With that being said, I think Baltimore is a much better team. Their defense is now phenomenal, stopping Detroit, stopping a couple other teams. I know in ESPN fantasy, they're the number two defense, I think, behind the Browns. Um, so I think Baltimore takes care of business. And, I'm again, I kind of wish I saw this line before the Lions game, what it was at. But eight points, I think we could have got it down to a touchdown uh, if we got it before that Lions massacre. 
but I'll still take the Ravens on minus eight here over under. I would lean the under just because again, big heavy defense in Baltimore Cardinals can't really score and don't have a whole lot of offensive firepower. And in general, the Ravens just aren't putting up the points like they did last week. It's just, it's not what the Ravens do. So I like the under, but uh, I think I'm going to take the Ravens on the minus eight. Yeah, no great feeling on the total here. I will lean under with you. Um, Not much to say about that one, but love Arizona plus the eight here. Um, Baltimore couldn't have looked any better against Detroit. And yeah, I mean, I don't fully disagree with your take there. Uh, It was the best team Detroit has faced this year. Um, And yeah, I mean, Baltimore, at least on Sunday and probably by the end of the year, is the better team out of those two. Um, Sneaky Super Bowl pick. I do have a little bit of money on them to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, so that did make me feel a little bit decent with how they played, especially Lamar on Sunday. But yeah, I just think this is kind of the breather game. Um, Baltimore came over back from London after beating Tennessee, um, then really put it to Detroit um, for their only second loss of the year. Now they have to play Arizona, who just has the one win on the year. Um, kind of like, I guess, again, that breather spot. Um, AFC, NFC matchup. So Baltimore, if they do lose it, it's not the biggest deal in the world. Um, yeah, I, I just think Baltimore couldn't have looked any better. So the value is probably on Arizona. Arizona was kind of that covering machine early on, um, looked a lot better than what people initially thought. Now they're coming back to earth. They've uh, failed to cover their last two divisional or last two games, which were divisional games against, uh, Seattle and the Rams. I think back home plus eight is just too many points here. I just don't think Baltimore cares that much, honestly. And, uh, I just think there's too much value on Arizona with how good Baltimore looked last week. So give me Arizona plus the eight, one of my favorite bets of the weekend. Um, probably at this point, my favorite bet of the weekend, actually. And then, yeah, slightly into the under, but no real feel on the total. Yeah, again, I, I wish I would have saw this line before the Lions because I'm interested to see what that would be because it's definitely um, skewed a little bit because, of again, that massive victory over Detroit are the final non-primetime game of the week. And probably the most watched game, most anticipated game um, is the Bengals coming off a bye against San Fran, who's coming off two straight losses. San Fran is a three and a half point favorite at home. Over under is set at 43 and a half. This is putting my brain in knots. Um, since he kind of started to figure it out the last we saw him. But again, I, they had a bye last week, last week, right? Yeah. So they had that bye. It could kind of slow their momentum. That's what I'm worried about. And then San Fran couldn't look worse. They've had two straight losses. Uh, no one thought that was that was coming. We all thought no one could stop San Fran. Now they just lost two weeks in a row. So I lean San Fran here because there's no way they lose three in a row, right? That's what we said last week, though, and that's what worries me. So even though I lean San Fran, I think I'm going to bet the Bengals here. I think, I think the Bengals is a sneaky play, plus three and a half. You get the hook. I just have, have hope that they're going to figure it out like they did before the bye. And, you know, they have a whole, you know, two weeks to plan for this San Fran game. They just saw two teams beat them. So they've seen what's worked against San Fran. So originally I, I was really liking San Fran here, but I think since he's going to battle with them and there's no chance they lose three in a row, San Fran. But I think, I think that's exactly what people are thinking. So I kind of like Cincy on the money line too. I think they think they figure it out. San Fran's beatable. Brock Purdy is human. Christian McCaffrey's human, even though we had two touchdowns still. Um, yeah, I, I kind of love Cincy, and it worries me because there's just so many variables with Cincy. It's, they've looked terrible. They look like the worst team in football, and they looked really good. I just 
They have, and they haven't played in 10 plus days. So I just don't know what since you were going to get. I'm hoping we get the good one because I am going to take them at the plus three and a half. Yeah, I said Arizona plus eight was my favorite bet of the week. It's actually this game. Um, I'll probably bet it when we get off here. Love San Francisco. And I hope uh, <laughs> what I'm about to say sways you because I do think San Fran is the right side. Uh, it's actually not Brock Purdy. It is Sam Darnold starting. No way. Uh, God, Brock I'm so Purdy. ill-prepared today. Well, I know you were uh, doing some deliveries, but it was literally probably 20 minutes before we hopped on here. Okay. Brock Purdy entered uh, concussion protocol, and I saw no player who has entered concussion protocol has played that same week. So he's not officially wow. out, but, I mean, the, the odds are against him. So it's actually Sam Darnold. This was five and a half. It's now three and a half. Um, injured player theory. We saw it last year with Trey Lance going down back to Jimmy Garoppolo. We saw Jimmy G going down back to Brock Purdy. They continued to cover games. Actually, when Brock Purdy came in, I remember that game. I was all over San Fran. Uh, they spanked Tampa Bay 35 to seven. Um, yeah, I, I love San Fran in this game. Minus th- uh, shop around, you can get minus threes. They're available right now. I'll probably lay a unit or two on the minus three once we get off here and then kind of hold another unit or two, uh, see if this gets even lower. But yeah, since the, like you said, off the buy, I think halts their momentum. They finally figured it out, got two nice wins there to um, enter their bye week. And yeah, I just think their momentum is stalled out now. San Fran, I still think they're the best team in the NFL. I still think they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Um, and the, the one concern I do have is we talked about how Minnesota did expose their uh, past defense, which since he's obviously more than capable of doing, but they really haven't been that great passing team like we've seen in the past this year. I know they have potential to be, but they just haven't really been doing it. So, yeah, I, I love San Francisco um, for the graphic minus three and a half. But like I said, threes are available. So I'd shop around whichever side you're on and get get the hook if you're on Cincy, lay the three if you're on San Fran. But I absolutely love it. Um, and then over under. I don't know. I can't even really give you a, a feel on the over under. Um I guess maybe under don't really have a great feeling, but yeah, I think uh, San Fran's defense is really going to step it back up here. They've had two, two worse weeks. Um, I think they step back up. They're also going on their bye next week. So I think they want to get a win. They don't want to go into their bye down uh, with three straight losses. So love San Fran. Oh, and also since he has Buffalo Sunday night football on deck, big AFC game. Well, this uh, this show might be profitable for you guys, but it's even more profitable for me because I'm finding out things I did not know before hopping on this. <laughs> so I flip it, flipped San Fran. I'm sold, sold. You could have told me they had a high schooler starting on quarterback and I'd take San Fran. Love it. So again, apologies for not knowing that. But again, this is the beauty of better and green. This is the beauty of intentional lounging. I was lounging around all day. Came on here getting some great info. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I love I love it. Thank you for that uh, that info and the great explanation because San Fran is the play. I love it. I love San Fran. The Sunday night game, ugly game. Chicago Bears with their Division II quarterback, I still believe, is starting against the Chargers. Chargers are an eight and a half point favorite at home. Over under is forty six and a half. I know you hate the Bears. And I know you said you were going to bet against the Bears. Are you going to bet against the Bears at eight and a half points on Sunday night? 
I think I am. Are you? I think I am. I think Chicago has a touch of added value because that they got that win against Vegas, that Tyson Badgen or whatever has kind of been in the media with uh, don't doubt the D2 guy, blah, blah, blah. The dude's not good. I mean, let's just <laughs> call a spade a spade. The dude is not good. He'll be out of the league within the next year or two, maximum. Um, yeah, the Chargers are desperate for a win. They're going to get it here. Um, I have no doubt in my mind. Great teaser leg, great parlay piece, uh, great survivor. I, I love the Chargers to win the game. Um, I would I would lean the eight and a half. I'm not going to bet it that way. I will be using them in parlays and teasers. I'm not going to lay that many points on primetime. But, yeah, I mean, the Chargers are the way better team. Chicago's off the win. LA is off two straight losses coming out of their bye. I just kind of the perfect storm here to get back on the Chargers. Um I also, I know I led you astray last week with the Eckler anytime touchdown, but if you can get this under like minus 150, which I know in this game with a 46 and a half point total and the huge favorite on LA, um, the odds probably won't be great for Eckler to score anytime, but I do love it. It feels like a smash spot here. I think he gets at least one, maybe two, possibly three. Um, so yeah, I love Eckler to score, love the Chargers, teasers, money line, spread, all of the above. Yeah, I was on Chicago last week. Um, I was just kind of envisioning the the reports of Division II quarterback comes in, turns Chicago around. Um, you know, we're already seeing graphics of Chicago 1-0 with new quarterback, whatever, best record in football or some bull crap like that. So I was on it last week. I was happy. I had him on the straight-up money line against the Raiders. It was like plus 150, beautiful. I'm on the Chargers as well. Eight and a half, I love it. My favorite play in the game, however, is the, t- the over in this game, 46 and a half. Chargers can score on anyone. Um, also, don't really have that much defense, the Chargers. Uh, we're looking at this new Bears guy. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Shepard, I know the school. Uh, they're in the same uh, playoff region as I was when I was back in college. So I know who they are. Powerhouse of a program. Um, they're going to get some points. And again, the Chargers defense is not good. They're not good. The, this guy can throw the ball a little bit. Obviously, is not the runner that Justin Fields was, but he's the equivalent passer, maybe a little worse, but I, he can throw the ball around. DJ Moore is still phenomenal. Uh, talk about a sleeper in fantasy. That guy is, has really picked it up this year. But love the over, 46 and a half. I think, you know, Chargers could have put up high 30s. I think the Bears can muster maybe three touchdowns, 20 points. So really like the over in this game, 46 and a half. One of these primetime games has to go over. I think I took all three last week. And... I'm not sure the record on that. I know Monday night and Sunday night did not go over. I think Thursday nights actually did, but um, yeah. yeah. But love the over, love the over in Sunday night's game. Um, but I agree, Chargers are probably going to get it done. Eight and a half, a lot of points, but I think it would have been higher if the Bears lost. So I think there's value in the spread there for the Chargers. One quick thing I will mention, just because earlier you brought up uh, some similarities and differences we have when handicapping the NFL. There's another similarity that you just mentioned. Uh, I, too, sometimes think, like, what are the papers going to read this week? Yeah. Like, I can yeah. see the headline. I do that often. So, it's funny that you brought that up. It's burned me quite a bit on college football betting in Colorado because it's like, oh, the papers are just going to love when Colorado beats Oregon. But, <laughs> um, unfortunately, they did not win. If you do want college football, our show is coming out tomorrow. Me and Ethan uh, do have a college football show as well. Um but yeah, I do kind of like looking for the story sometimes. It's the worst thing after a bet when 
like it didn't hit, but then you like read the, the newspapers or Twitter and you're like, oh, that was so obvious. That storyline was so obvious. How did I Dude, not get that? I did that all the time. Yeah. So I try to I try to like look forward to it and you know predict like what are they gonna say? What could the possible storyline be? Because that's the worst feeling in the world. We're just like, oh, that was so freaking dumb. Like right. But like I was envisioning McCaffrey touchdown streak snapped in yeah. Lost Minnesota or something like right. that. Right. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of the papers, we might have a quite the headline on this Monday night football game. I think the Lions' first Monday night football game since you know the date. I think it's like 2016 or might be before that. I think it's like either 2016 or 2011. Mm, I, I, I believe it's more recently than that. I, I believe we played the Packers maybe 20. 19 okay maybe i was just looking at the wrong twitter account but i heard it was quite some time anyways we have the raiders traveling to ford field in detroit detroit is an eight point favorite in this game over under is 46 and a half take it away mr detroit the raiders may not be the only ones traveling to ford field on monday night Ooh, you gonna be in attendance I don't know yet. I'm hoping. I need to look at tickets again. They were like 200 bucks, but that was before Vegas and Detroit both lost. So I got to look. I got to talk to the boss man because it'd be a tough work day Tuesday. Probably worth it, though. Um, but I would love to be at this game. I think Detroit blows the doors off the Raiders. Um, I'll lay at minus eight. If you can see, I'm, I'm on a little trend here. Primetime, I'm laying over a touchdown with all three of the favorites, um, which brings me to my primetime parlay which uh, I quite love bills, chargers, lions, money line parlay. It's like minus one Oh nine. So nothing sexy about it. A three teamer, you can't even get plus odds, but I love it. I mean, I don't see Buffalo losing again. I don't see Detroit losing to Vegas and I can't see the chargers losing at home to Chicago. They're all at home. Primetime games. Absolutely love the play. Um, but yeah, I think, like we've already kind of talked about, just a bad spot for Detroit. I wasn't shocked at all to see Baltimore blow the doors off of them. Um, probably did get exposed a little bit, like you said. Uh, maybe not, you know, we were being talked about as like the second best team in the NFC. You know, I don't know if we're quite there. Um, time will tell with that, but Vegas isn't good. I mean, they just got their doors blown off them by Chicago. Uh, right. I mean, yeah, no way I would ever back them. Um it should be a pretty awesome crowd at Ford Field on Monday night. Like you said, Detroit doesn't get many Monday night games, whether it was 2019, 16, 11, whenever it was. They don't have many of them. So the crowd's going to be going nuts. It's going to be loud in that stadium. Um, yeah, just a really nice bounce back heading into the bye game for Detroit here. Um, and I don't back Detroit often. So I really I do love Detroit quite, quite a bit in this game. So I've actually already locked this bet in. And I got them at seven and a half. There's not really any difference in my mind between seven and a half and eight. It would have been different if I got them at seven, but seven and a half, eight, it's the same freaking thing. Locked it in uh, on Tuesday or Monday. Uh, so Detroit on the spread, no chance they lose this game. Dan Campbell had a great quote after this Ravens game. He said, I'm kind of happy we lost because we needed a wake up call. We were a little too high on ourselves. I don't know the exact words, but along the, the that's a, kind of along the, the track he was going. Detroit was getting a little too high on, on themselves. We were, as fans, I was guilty of it. I know you probably were a little guilty of it as well. And there was talks of us being the you know first or second best team in the NFC. 
I mean, I think we're up there. I think we're top five. If you're putting us at one or two, that it's a little bit of a stretch. So um, Dan Campbell, you know, he'll, he'll get his boys right, and he'll find a way to make that a great learning lesson against Baltimore. Still will motivate them in practice because they have a ways to go, and that is obvious. But Detroit's winning this game at home, and it's just a matter of how many points. Uh, there's no better opponent to get right with than the Raiders. Uh, this is a perfect area for Detroit to figure things out, work some kinks out, gain some confidence back. So love Detroit, minus 8, minus 9, minus 14, whatever you want. Detroit's winning this game. I think they could win it by 20-plus points. So I'll take Detroit here. I'm also going to go with the over in this game, 46-and-a-half. Detroit's defense got a little exposed to the uh, Raiders. I do kind of like um, – I haven't looked at it yet, but I wouldn't mind a little Josh Jacobs yardage prop because Detroit just allowed, I think, like 300 rushing yards. Not really, but it was up there in rushing yards to the Raiders. Um, but I think Detroit blows the doors off. So I think Detroit could get up to the maybe even 40 points in this. I think Raiders can put up at least 10 to 14. So love the over 46 and a half. on my favorite play, Detroit on the spread in this game. Love it. Don't disagree with anything. Think Detroit absolutely smothers them. I mean, yeah, 20. Wouldn't doubt if they won it by 30. I mean, yeah. I think I think it's just a blowout. Also love the over. Yeah, perfect. With that being said, that's all the games of the week. Uh, we did kind of blow through them. Um, we need to come up with a squad ride here. It's usually a three-person squad ride. Again, Ben from his hospital bed, maybe he can uh, input on this, but what are you thinking? I know we... You leaned me onto San Fran. I'm a little worried about that one because I originally was off of it. We love Detroit. One but that I've had in go my, ahead. Oh, Detroit would be fun. I do have Detroit in my big three, though. Okay. Because I already bet it. Yeah. What else? What one did you have? The one that I've been thinking basically through the whole show is Green Bay. Yeah. I like it. It's in my big three, but I can figure another one out. Okay. You want Green Bay? Green Bay, you just want to take them straight up on the money line? Or do you want plus one? Money line. Money line? Let me keep losing it. that game. <laughs> What's the money line of this bad boy? Uh, minus yeah. 108 for Green it Bay. Would, it would be fun, since it's just you and me, to use Detroit on Monday Night Football. Do you want Detroit? I don't know. What do you think? I feel more confident in Green Bay. But I mean, Green Bay's gross, but it, we, we kind of come off as geniuses if we took Green Bay. Green Bay. Green yeah. Bay. Okay. We just come off as homers if we take Detroit. Right. Who got right. lucky? Yeah. Okay. Green Bay. Green Bay on the money line against the Vikings on this upcoming Sunday. Minus 108 is our squad ride. Uh, you got your big three ready? I need I do. a second to figure out my last play, but uh, go ahead. Okay. So, I like these plays equally, that primetime parlay I gave out, and a teaser. I cannot hit a teaser to save my life. Um, I don't know why. They used to be so profitable for me. It's just getting frustrating. So, I'm going to try another one here because I have to get off the schneid with that. But I'll take Buffalo uh, down to minus 2.5, Detroit to that, down to minus 2. For my first play, minus 110, teaser. Um, I'll lay it with San Francisco minus the three, three and a half. Um, and then I'm going to take Arizona plus eight. Wow. Okay. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to go with the Sunday night over, uh, between the bears and the chargers at 46 and a half. I'm going to go Detroit on the minus 
I'm going to put seven and a half because I got it early, but it is eight. It's the same thing. Actually, I'll just go minus eight because there's no difference in my mind. So Detroit minus eight. And then I did have Green Bay, but I'm not going to use it because that's our squad, right? I'm going to go to the Bills. Minus eight and a half. Love it. Bills minus eight and a half. I know we're kind of double dipping on that one with the teaser. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I really like Buffalo. That's a disgusting line. Green Bay was my other line that I thought was gross. I originally liked the Colts, but you said there was some big old, something's moving on that Colts game that has taken me off at big time. Um, I'm interested to see how that line ends up, but that kind of freaked me out. Um, but yeah, I, the more I'm thinking about this, I kind of like the slate now. <laughs> I've talked myself right into loving the slate. I'm also thinking about all the bets I could possibly make on this Detroit game on Monday night, especially if I'm in attendance. Oh, yeah. Man, oh man. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's also quite apparent that we love the primetime games because we're just all over those in our big three. Yeah, I have won in every game. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're the most fun to watch. It's the only game on. It's, I mean, usually usually it's competitive teams. So um, I think all prime times <laughs> this week are eight and a half, eight and a half, and eight are the spreads. Yeah. So could very well so, not be a great prime time week. Is the prime time parlay, is that as square as it gets, or is that sharp? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, there's no way. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna make a primetime parlay video and I guarantee you I get shit on in it. Yeah. Do you remember my playoff parlay? Oh the, yeah. The, the three teamers that was minus one fifty. Oh yeah. That Cincy, found its way Buffalo on FanDuel. And Kansas City, I think. Yeah. Yeah. People did not like that one. No. So maybe they liked it when it cashed. They well, yeah. They they just said you got lucky. So yeah. <laughs> I'm but, taking it. I, yeah, I, I'm going to make a little graphic for you on Primetime Parlay. I'm doing it. I love the name. I might even make a video and get ridiculed by a bunch of fat people behind their <laughs> phone screens. But, yeah, that's beautiful. Well, do you have anything to add before we, we close out here? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so we're skipping the only hands today without Ben. Uh, otherwise, just be a little back and forth here with Wyatt and I. So, um going to wait to do that until next week's show. Um, we were going to do a little Halloween special, but again, without Ben, just uh, didn't feel like doing that this week. So we'll probably try to do that on Monday's live. So tune in for that. Um, we'll do our best to get a little dress up game going. Um, yeah. Other than that, tune in tomorrow for our college football show. Um, tough week last week, but usually it's a roller coaster. So we're due for bounce yep. back in college football. Um, yeah. Other than that, Thanks for watching. Yeah, make sure you guys are checking us out on everything. We have surpassed a thousand follower mark on Instagram. I believe we're already at eleven hundred. It might even be mm -hmm. at twelve hundred at the moment. Uh, Instagram's growing pretty quickly. Um, TikTok's growing pretty quickly. YouTube's growing. Everything's growing right now. So please hop on, tell your friends, share this to the, your your friends and family. We appreciate the growth and the love. Um, and we're just trying to continue to keep this thing going. We also have our website that is bettergreen.com. B-E-T-T-O-R Green. Com. We will post blogs on there daily. Um, we have a bunch of other info, merchandise on, on the uh, website as well. So make sure you check us out on all of our socials. Um, and again, we're growing fast, but it's all because of you guys. We appreciate you guys every single day, every single week. So thank you for tuning in. And um, good luck if you are tailing our bets. And hopefully you enjoy this episode. We'll see you next time. See you guys.
Peace, guys. You better start listening to the Better in Green podcast. You will not regret it. Trust me, trust me, trust me. And hey, I'm Dean Blandino. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Better in Green. To Better in Green. To Better in Green. Listen in and cash out. That's what it's all about. Come on, let's make cash now. We always on spot and we cover old spot from the bottom to the top. Hey, shout out to Ethan, shout out to Wyatt, shout out to Ben. Welcome, welcome to our podcast. Better win green.